Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning and let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. All right. You're listening to Champagne Sharks. I'm Vita Starr. And of course, we have Kenny. The incomparable. No, uh, this is me. This is Kenny. <laughs> what? We're going to start calling you Extra Ass Kenny. The Extra Ass Kenny. I was, first of all, <laughs> Professor Presentism. Now I'm uh, Extra Ass Kenny. No, uh, no, I mean, we were just having some conversations off the air. And, um, you know, Kendrick dropped the heart part five yesterday. And I thought it was amazing. I thought the video was amazing. Um, I'm not one of those people to, you know, we've had this. I think we had this conversation once before about Kendrick and I said Kendrick is the greatest of all time and I think it was either Mario or T that was like no no I was like no he's the greatest of all time you know what I'm saying and there's a I feel like it was T just because T be hating yeah T be hating for no reason he a Um, New Yorker that's just all it's just he he a New Yorker (laughs) I think I think Kendrick really is the greatest of all time because he don't miss and he he keeps getting better it's like you would think like you know, at one point in time, you'd be like, OK, he OK, maybe he's just going to settle back into the mean, the mean of what's going on. Now, it could be two things. It could be that the rest of hip hop is just garbage or it could be he really is that good. I think it's two two things can be true. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I I feel like with Kendrick, he's one of those people who takes the actual art and the message very seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> And I feel like a, a lot of artists don't, which is why you get a lot of microwave music. You know, yeah, these yeah. people who can drop a song literally every summer. They got a they got a summer song. You know, Kendrick takes time. Like a lot of great artists, you know, they take time, take a couple years, a few years to really craft something that's meaningful to them. So they have all the elements in it that they want in it. You know, if you think about like to, to pimp a butterfly, the amount of thinking and creativity that came with that, which to me is still the best best project he's ever put out. Yeah, me, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um. But and it sounded sounds nothing like anything else that came out at that time, and sounds nothing like anything since. You know, nothing. And, and it sounds like it, it doesn't sound anything like he's done. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not a redundant artist. Right. He does something different every time. Yeah. And you know, even damn, it took me a minute to really appreciate damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But there are songs on there that I use when I teach, like the song yeah, Fear. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, especially that song. Yeah. Um. I feel like, and and I also feel like his music, you have to just listen to differently. It's kind of like how you have to listen to a J Electronica. Like, you can't be listening to it looking for the beats to be like, I mean, not that the beats are bad. I think Kendrick has good beats. But you have to listen to it more like a piece, not like an right. art piece. You right. can't just listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, this is shit we're going to throw it at a party. That's the shit we're no, going to throw yeah, yeah, it's because the bitches are here, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they say you're scaring the hoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's and, and, the thing is, I think no, people no, wait, wait, don't real realize quick. that. And real quick, it's not that it scares us. It's just that we understand that there's the music sets the mood for the space. Yeah. And we know what, what certain music does to certain niggas in certain spaces. That's not the time to throw on Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. It's funny you said that because I'm like, well, you can put that in the same categories like Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, yeah. uh, <laughs> KRS-One, like, like all of that. 
And if and they're great, it's great music. And and you see women at these shows, you oh, know, yeah, this yeah, I did yeah, growing yeah, up, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it so it's not like we don't like that shit. It's just we sometimes niggas just don't understand the mood and the space. That's not yeah. that's not what we on right now. Or as the, what do they say? They're not reading the room. <laughs> exactly. They're not reading the room. Because I've been in those spaces before and it's always a pack of dudes, no man, put that new mob deep. I'm like, bro, don't that's this ain't the time and place for that. Because you we and it's not, and again, and, and I'm I'm a hip hop head. Like I and yeah. if yeah, and if yeah. it's that type of space and I'm with the homies, yeah, that's what we're yeah. going to talk about. You know what I mean? But if I'm with my guy, you know, or I'm trying to get, you know, next to a guy. No, throw, throw on that Kenny Lattimore. We're not trying. We Kenny Lattimore, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Put that cam on. Put that cam on. Listen <laughs> that Eugene Wilde. Are we 50? Okay? What are you talking about? Put that about? Eugene Wilde, the Alexander O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> Oh shit, my mama would play. Nigga said Kenny Lattimore. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it, it could be a little bit more, you know, modern than that, but right. you know, that's what in those spaces you'll hear Drake. Put it that way. I, I'm not for me. You play that shit. I'm done. No, I'm just saying, not I'm, for I'm you, just you being a hip hop head. Yeah. I'm, Drake is just not good music for me at all. Like right. it has to be certain songs at certain times, but definitely not that. Like but like okay, I'll say like um, you know, I, you know, like uh, what's what's that group Division? They got songs I like or her. I don't even know who that is. I know who that is. I, I discovered Division listening to the Joe Button podcast probably. Um, okay, <laughs> but I like you know just R and B shit. There's certain R and B shit I like at that time. Uh, uh, what's his name? Whatever. It's just different shit. But you know, it's all just want to be clear. It's not that we don't like hip hop. It, it's just that the, the, the mood is not for that. You know? Yeah. No, I feel it. But Kendrick doesn't really make well, although people like that song with him and uh, Rihanna. Girls didn't yeah, like that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really care for that song. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, because it's I don't know. It's, it was all right. It was. Yeah, all right. It's, not, it's not my. T- it's not my cup of tea. She sounded good on it. I'll give it. She that. did. She did. Um, but at any rate, I feel like I feel like with Kendrick, you just listen to his music differently, and you you could listen to the effort. That's the other thing I like about his music. Sometimes it might not, the songs might not hit you. It might not be the songs that knock while you're driving down the street. But if right. you keep listening to it, at least for me, I always, like, it, it's, I start to really uh, uncover the layers of what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And you, a lot of his songs you can't listen to outside of the album. Like, you have to listen to it in the album. In the album, yeah. And hear the story of what he's saying. Because yeah. you can really misunderstand his messages in a lot of Oh, stories. absolutely. I know. Yeah. I've been guilty of it. That's how I know. <laughs> I've yeah, definitely I, been guilty I thought that, and, you know, the, one of the things that I knew was going to happen, uh, especially with a car, a, a, an artist that's as polarized as Kendrick, because when, you know, Damn came out, what, five years ago? So all the music that's been coming out since then, we've heard all these uh, albums come out that we were hoping were going to be great. You know, Jay Electronica, you know, we were hoping that and the album was good. It's just that for what we've been waiting for, this was it. You know what I'm saying? So people, when you're, well, I don't know. People love that shit. I, I wasn't, I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't for me personally. It was, my brother loved it. I don't like people who love that album. So I don't know. I mean, I thought it was all right. You know what I'm saying? But the expectations I was expecting something else you know what i'm saying because you know it's, <laughs> it's all the trash he was talking about. oh i'm better than kendrick burr, 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 and all that kind of stuff oh I so i was expecting saying. something better but then it was like a featuring it was like uh only built for cuban links where it was raekwon's album but it was really him and ghostface well that album was jay electronica's but it was really him and jay-z that's you know true. what i'm saying so it was like okay that ain't what we was expecting bro 
I get what you, know what you mean. I get what you, he didn't so, carry it himself. No, he didn't carry it exactly. You know I what got I'm saying? you. And you and for the rely on you know Jay Z, who's literally one of the biggest artists Come on in hip hop ever. Come on now, <laughs> people are gonna <laughs> like it just because Jay Z's on it. Even the songs are garbage. They're gonna like it. So, so I was just wasn't expecting that. But then you know, there's always gonna be a lot of criticism. Yeah, and that's where you know after a while I'm like, okay, you know what? This ain't even about music because this is the thing. I've come to the conclusion that a lot of people wish their favorite artists made these songs. That's how yeah, good the songs are. You're talking about other hip hop heads, is what it's absolutely, like. yeah, yeah. So the names always come up. It's the same names all the time: Lupe Fiasco, Jay Electronica, Talib Kweli. These all these underground backpack rappers. Their names start coming up when Kendrick drops music, and I'm like, you know, the, the thing about it is, all of yeah. those artists, all of those artists have come out. They've had their chance to make music and do everything. Now, for whatever reason, it hasn't it hasn't touched the culture the way Kendrick has. It's true, but I will say this though: like I think people who hate and then bring up Lupe, yeah, I feel like they themselves are shitting on Lupe because Lupe is very accomplished he, and he's he's cross crossover hits. Yeah, so it's not and he makes really good. I think he makes very creative uh, music. Um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot. I think it's great metaphors you know um, yeah, the problem is it's not as good as Kendrick's that's the problem so w- one thing about Kendrick and I always tell this, t- say this to people about hip hop and I don't care about crossover mainstream whatever you have to be able to make good songs period I don't care what your message is you have to make good songs Kendrick has mastered the art of making good songs do you think this uh, release this current release that he just had his most recent release the heart number was it the heart part five? Yeah. Do you think? Because I, I I'll be I'll say this much. <clears throat> I don't think it had the same impact as other singles that have been released. Like I don't think the beat hit as hard. Because when humble came out, and I don't think that's really a good song to be honest with you. I mean, it's good in that it's a popping song, Catchy. but yeah, but it's not his best in my no, opinion. No, 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 no. It's just talking shit. It's just the whole. Well, you know, well, the thing shit. about the heart, the heart is not going to be on the album. Oh, the, I see. the heart part okay. one, part two, part three, and part four weren't on. It wasn't on. Damn, they weren't on. To pimp a butterfly, right. they weren't on. Okay, good kid, Mad City. It's just a song that he does. Pre, it's almost like pregame. So it's you know like it's basically it's for the hits. It's not yeah, really for. Yeah. Okay, I got what you. It's not going to be on point. the album. You know what I'm saying? So th- when I started seeing all the people saying that, oh, he's only surface level conscious, and I was, I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, yeah, that was a stupid statement. I, I just, I just want to say that I, I saw that. And then they started listing people that they thought were deep, and they said Black Star. I was like, Black Star wasn't trying to be That's deep. La- they ain't deep at all. You know, that they saying? weren't even trying to be. Like nah. that was the thing. Like I was like, wait, I don't even think that's what. They-. In fact, I think one of the things that they talk about is that. In fact, Quali has a line where he quotes somebody that told him, "Just because people may not understand how you speak, don't necessarily mean that what you be saying is deep." Yeah, like that's. Yeah. that's- <laughs> I don't necessarily think they were trying to be nearly as metaphorical and i don't think they had nearly as much of the creativity that kendrick had kendrick well, I went think, and got I think also, actual musicians oh absolutely that, but i think also what happens is th- there's a certain aura that surrounds rappers like common talib kwali most deaf lupe there's it's that almost like the anti-industry anti-rap pro hip-hop and for some reason because kendrick hasn't the ability to make the same type of songs that they can make, but they end up becoming mainstream. It almost like they they want to, they want to call them a sellout, but they can't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Now, the second part is this bias. 
Kendrick is from Compton. They don't want to give West Coast, specifically Compton, that type of trophy of being a quote-unquote conscious rapper. Because what usually comes out of Compton? Compton's Most Wanted, NWA, uh, YG, you know what I'm saying? That's Compton to them, you know what I'm saying? So there's always been that bias of not giving Compton rappers, West Coast rappers, the credit that they deserve. Now, you got to remember this. Rappers like Blue, Elzai, Oh No, Mad Lib, they all from L.A. They all from L.A. County. Well, Mad Lib's from Oxnard. Elzai is from uh, Detroit. Or wherever the fuck he's from. But he raps with all the West Coast rappers, all the backpack West Coast rappers. Yeah, he, he D- a is, I think Dale is from L.A. You know what I'm saying? So there's, Dale the there's, funky homo sapien? Yeah, or he's yeah, from the he, Bay Area. He's from the Bay Area. He's from the Bay. So there's always been a backpack scene in L.A. and in the Bay Area. So Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. Why, so why are you guys worried about your status as backpack rap fans because Kendrick came out? You know what? You got you know what's so funny you say that? I remember years ago I was talking to somebody out here from LA and um then and they're deaf, they're like deep in the hip hop scene in LA, especially mm-hmm. our sort of it's hard I don't like to call it underground because under that term has changed so much over the years. Oh yeah. But our authentic hip hop scene, right? Yeah. Um, for people who are in the culture and in LA. And I was talking to him. He did a lot of events. Like the he was a he wasn't really a promoter. He was a promoter, but he did a lot of shit. Um, he would have these big hip hop events like Grasshopper and some other types of shit we had out here, mm-hmm. right? Project Blow shit. Um, this documentary about the Good Life Cafe. If people want to know what we're yeah, talking, what I'm talking life. about, yeah. Yeah. Um, produced uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. It's a documentary, great documentary. Um, but people, when I was talking to him, he was telling me how he. He liked, like, for example, he's like, I don't hate on people like Nip. I don't hate on, like, these rappers that, because I like a lot of gangster rappers. And he was like, I don't hate on them, but I feel like people don't know this other West Coast classic culture here yeah. in hip-hop. Like, we only get known for the gangster rap shit. Right. We don't get known for the far side. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, We don't get known for Medusa. We nope. and, and the good life, you know, uh, freestyle fellowship. We don't yeah. that don't, that don't even come up in conversation. Even know? Will I Am because Will I Am was he's kinda, from uh, the east 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 LA. Yeah, but he was he was real big in that whole um, Project Blow scene back in the day. Oh, he was. I didn't. Yeah. I never heard about him in that scene. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he was probably there before me. Long yeah, he was me. around with um, evidence and all of them. He was rapping with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's of dilated peoples. Yeah, dilated. Um, yeah, from LA, um, Hollywood. Or actually, Venice. He's from Venice. I I don't remember where they're from, but yeah, <laughs> them. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Was, I'm missing people. Is it uh, what's the what's the what's the DJ's name? Oh, DJ Babu. Babu, no, 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 not that DJ. Is it Beat Nuts or Beat Junkies? Or, Beat, oh, Junkies. Beat Junkies. Yeah, J Rock. Beat, Beat Junkies. Junkies. Yeah. Um. So, like, so there's this whole culture here that people don't really talk about or really pay attention to, and so because of that, I think that. People want to think for whatever reason, someone like Kendrick, he's not supposed to, rep- he's not supposed to, he's not really representing the LA image that they want to see. That they want to see, right. Which is so funny to me because if, I feel like he's been very um, strongly, very LA, Compton, West Coast. You know what I mean? Very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see it. I hear it. You know, I feel it. it was very. I thought it was very clear in the video. Um, 
you know, especially having Nip in his video and uh, yeah. representing Nip and, and Kobe and, you know, and that and even OJ, you know what I mean? Yeah. That strongly yeah. represents. Yeah. Because um, OJ is a face of a, is a face in L.A. People don't like to admit it, but he OJ went to was. USC. Yeah. You know he was that I mean? nigga back in the day. OJ was that guy. I mean, for people that don't know, before OJ caught the murder beef, he was that guy. He was very popular. He was probably the most popular black person on TV. You know what I'm saying? As as an athlete, you know what I mean? It was OJ and then it was like, you know, these other guys. But he was because he crossed over. You know what I mean? He was in the Naked Gun movies and Airplane and all these yeah. different movies. You know what I mean? So OJ was a really big name hanging around L.A. And, th- and th- he was in L.A. and Brentwood when there was no black people there. It wasn't popular. There still ain't you know, no I, black people there. Yeah, I think, LeBron, I think LeBron, <laughs> LeBron lives in Brentwood now, but. OJ was there in 1970-something. Oh, I he see was, what you're saying. He was that yeah. guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, 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 it, it, I don't, it bothers me for the simple fact that um, I, know, I know what they're trying to say. They just don't want to give Kendrick the credit he deserves because they feel like it's almost like they're waiting for him to fail. Because yeah. They feel, because they feel like the artists that they like never really got the credit they deserve. Or at least they feel. I think they did. I, but I think, I think they, I think they did too. That's what... But that's what that's what my point was about Lupe. Yeah, Lupe was right deserved. before yeah. Kendrick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. literally right before. Like Kendrick, they overlapped. <laughs> you yeah, know, they what was I mean? comparing Lupe to Jada Kiss, and what if they battled and all this other kind of stuff. That and Lupe really is was great. I love Lupe. Yeah, you he's know? a good artist. Um, I think. I mean, I think he's. I think he's one of the best as far as creativity and lyricism and all that. I love Lupe, but I, I agree with you too. I do think people. But I also think when people get, whenever somebody gets to the top and is very light, they gotta knock. Yeah, they gotta knock. You know, down. yeah. I think the, I think the instinct you, is. is Jay Z wasn't in the Jay Z wasn't in the Illuminati until you know <laughs> way later on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, you know, all of a sudden now he's an Illuminati. Uh, exactly. So I feel like you know people are just waiting for these artists that that have blown up to just fail because they've just gotten so they've gotten so much attention for so yeah. long. Like like you pointed out before, like Kendrick's name trends on was trending on Twitter and he wasn't even doing nothing. He, he wasn't doing be on nothing. Twitter. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't, even but next nothing. thing you one day you just look up Kendrick Lamar's name was trending on Twitter yeah. like every other day. Yeah. Um, I, and I think I said that the day before it happened again. Yeah. I was like, did. hey, see, you see, you see what I'm saying? It was like 14,000 tweets is Kendrick. And I'm like, oh, we must, we got a song. Nope, they were just talking about Kendrick. <laughs> just talking about how they wanted a song, you know, when right. his when is his album coming out, you know? Right, right. Um, and we and on top of that, we also I think we get to see it so much in real time, like people talking about it, that mm-hmm. I think it also makes people believe, you know, I think it makes people hate a little bit. Cause, you know, we had social media, but Lupe came out when during the message board era. Yeah, that was way before. So it wasn't that yeah. fast. It no. wasn't like you were and it wasn't like you got to see something telling you how many thousands of people are no. talking about something. You know, we were what still I mean? waiting to see if we were still waiting to see if an album had five mics back then. We were still hitting refresh to find out if yeah. there were any updates yeah. the, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. That that and, and, and this is the thing, you know, it's the same, it ain't no different than him, Jada Kiss, Royce the Five Nine. They had their turn. And they did really well, well when they had I wouldn't even say them, because Jada nor Royce the Five Nine hit what Kendrick's hit. No, 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 no. I'm just saying as far as like the way hip hop heads see them as far as, you know, um, when you're talking about lyricists and who the best are and all these different oh, kind of things, yeah. they had their turn, their heyday. It came and went, you know what I'm saying? And they made their mark. It wasn't it didn't have to be a thing where, you know, I remember um, when Jada Kiss put out the kiss of death. You know what I mean? Or kiss the game goodbye. That's what it was. 
And that was his debut album, I believe. And people were just, it was anticipated for years. You know what I'm saying? And then when it came out, some people liked it, some people didn't. But his name was still ringing bells. And this was in the Jay-Z, DMX, Cameron, that Mm -hmm. era, Snoop Dogg, that era. And he was able to hold his own. But then things came and things went. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, we, that's, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, we didn't sit back and say when when at that time what Lil Wayne was about to start popping. Oh, nigga, fuck, fuck, JD, oh, fuck Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, fuck that. And all this other kind of stuff and come up with ways to, to denigrate his art, his music. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it doesn't work that way. And I've seen a lot of people saying things like how, and you, this is how you can tell people don't really listen to music. They're just reactionary of the, the image and, and the things that they see. I don't know why he don't talk more about gang life in L.A. Well, he's not a gang member. But I, I mean, I thought like he's talked about it from his perspective multiple he has. times. Like, what he, more do you he, want him to say? What, what, did he th- what did they think Good Kid, Mad City was about? Exactly. He was he was a kid who didn't bang, who didn't live that life, but was because Had it was friends the type, that did. But because of the type of community he grew up in. And the way things work in the hood, he, he was in a mad city. He was this good kid in a mad city. Well, at the, the shit, end of the day. all the shit's going down. Well, and then uh, at the end of the day, I told this dude, I said, um, you know, if you really wanted to learn about gang life through hip hop, why wouldn't you, why wasn't you listening to Nipsey? It was oh, right he, there for he you. Didn't, he didn't listen to Nip? No. He, didn't, he was hating on Nip too? He didn't, no, he wasn't hating on Nipsey. He just didn't listen to Nipsey. I'm like, okay, if you guys was listening to Nipsey before he died. Maybe you would have learned a little bit about gang life. But at the end of the day, why do you want to know about gang? But even if you want to know about gang life, why would you want to learn that from a mainstream artist? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And and not only that. Like we have actual gang members, like gang member gang members. Gang members. Bang, bang. Yeah. (laughs) Who make music. (laughs) But I mean, at the end of the day, though, why do you want to know about gang life in L.A.? You don't gang bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you getting out of that? You know? So it just seemed like it's just a lot of, um, you know, throw anything against the wall and see if it sticks so we can hate on Kendrick. Not only that, and then it's always going to be a West Coast bias. You know what I'm saying? They always, I, I've, I've heard it for years. You know what I'm saying? When West Coast artists come out, it just turns into a, it ain't never, it ain't never artists from the South. You know what I'm saying? But it always turns into no, this No, I feel like we in the South typically have a understanding. A bond. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes you know to music. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it just seemed like it's these little pockets of people that don't want the West Coast because they know how it is, man. We have that certain aura and that certain culture on the West Coast that can take over shit. Like Snoop Dogg is how old is Snoop? Fifty. <laughs> yeah, he's still the most popular rapper ever. He's very pop. Snoop can do anything. But I also think people just don't understand LA. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. And and I think and I the more I've been involved in a lot of work here in South Central. In media, the more I realize how much people don't know. No. And at first, I thought it was just me because I'd be on the internet looking at niggas have stupid conversations. Yeah. But then when you start talking to people in all types of spaces, whatever, if it's media, if it's art, whatever it is, you start to hear the same pattern. People have some perception of LA and Black LA that's not real yeah. and they don't understand us. And we don't, and to be fair, I don't think we've necessarily done the best job of. Well, musically, we definitely oh, but, have. Uh, well, but music, in, yeah, but in music, but in a lot of, I don't, I don't think we've had the same sort of support in showcasing what we do and what we have here. Probably because we're so drowned out by Hollywood. Um, ho- exactly. We're, yeah. I think we're very much drowned out by Hollywood. You would, and, you wouldn't imagine if you was a person that visited L.A. and you're in Hollywood and you're over there in these certain areas and you wouldn't realize that there's a whole community of black people 
there's a whole culture of black people doing something that is so far different than what's going on from where you're standing at. But all you would have to do is go around one damn corner. And there they are. And we have a strong legacy and a strong history here that I'm still learning about. You know, like yeah. while there there was Black Wall Street, there was also communities here. We had mm-hmm. black owned business blocks, like mm-hmm. whole areas owned by black people where they had black businesses. And we had all types of shit here that like, for example, we there's this perception here that we're not that revolutionary. I think which is also I think lends to which I why which is why I also think that lends to the perception of Kendrick Lamar and his music. Like, think about it. They think all the niggas over here only date light-skinned girls or white girls. Or Look, let me tell you, you know, I told somebody, uh, it was a person from Virginia, and they were saying those type of things. I said, wait a minute. I said, the two most important uprising riots happened in L.A. 1992, Watts and 1965. The, Watts. Yep, Watts Rebellion. We call it the Watts Rebellion out here in the, you know, in the 92 civil unrest or the yeah. uprising, right? Yeah. And. You're right. You're absolutely right. And oh, and it's not even just that. We just notoriously, we've done so much stuff. In fact, at one point, our black businesses helped to support black home ownership here in LA, which helped a lot of black people when they started migrating here. To yeah. LA. Um, it was ultimately destroyed because that's what white supremacy does in a lot of various ways. It just definitely destroyed it, like it did everywhere else. It just wasn't right. a massacre like they had in Tulsa. You know, right. but keep in mind, most of the black communities that were building, they they didn't burn them down. In fact, even after Tulsa, and I always remind people of this, Tulsa, Greenwood community of Tulsa, Oklahoma actually rebuilt and they were back to making money. What ultimately destroyed them was public policy, mm-hmm. urban renewal and desegregation. That's what ultimately destroyed that community, not the massacre. The massacre no. is not where, that's where they end the story all the time. Right. But right. that's not where the story ended. And that's, but urban renewal and desegregation, but urban renewal especially sped that shit up. Yeah. Um, it's, they're everywhere. doing it right now. All across the country. And they were doing it then, right? All across the country. And we had the same, imp- what impacted Detroit, what impact, and what's so crazy, whenever these things happen, happen in our communities, black communities, why does it happen literally in every black community across the country? Literally. From the smallest to the biggest. Urban renewal. They start building um, spaces that enclose where start shutting down our businesses, moving us out of our communities, pushing us all into one area. People losing their jobs, factories closing down, going overseas or going into places and and other going overseas or just hiring people from other countries. Yeah, just literally Um, just taking the jobs away. Right, and then now we don't have any jobs, and then all of us magically. Learned all the all the all the hood kids somehow magically learn how to make crack <laughs> all at, at the same all at time once. <laughs> all, in every in every hood <laughs> all across it, America. The, you, at, all the look, kids have the recipe. And all we've of, seen the and we've seen all the interviews and they, and they ask, so when did crack cocaine take place? Oh, 1984. They all say the same time, 1984. Detroit, Rick, Chicago, L.A., Watts, didn't Rick matter. Ross Miami. couldn't read, but somehow magically became a chemist and invented crack right. and sold it all across right. L.A. Right. Like, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. And somehow all across the country, we all got hit with... I, I know it's off on a tangent, but I just one of those things I thought about. But overall, I feel like people don't understand L.A. They have a perception of L.A. that's not very real. Um, they don't see our community as a community. I think no. they have these segments of what they think L.A. life is. They think Black L.A. life either doesn't exist... Or it's gang life. Yep. And they're not the same thing. That's gang life one. is gang life. That ain't number, my that's, life. That's number one. They think gangs. They think about gangs when you think black people in L.A. It's about gangs. Or we're sellouts. Or that that's too. The, that's the other thing. They think we all, somehow they think we all drive Ferraris and only date white people. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear to God, this is what they act like. So I think when you see an artist like Kendrick, it it, it throws them off because it yeah. takes them off of. Because remember, Ice Cube was conscious. Ice yeah. Cube was doing all that shit, talking yeah. all that real shit. But yeah. see, he was talking about it in a gangster way. He wasn't. But doing also, the it's funny you said acrobats that. And but, he see, wasn't, but, but this is the thing, though. People, you know, that presentism starts stri- kicking people in the ass. And I saw them talking about the, oh, man, Ice Cube. He said, did it? I'm like, wait a minute. But that was in 1991. So what was going on in 1991? We're coming out of not just Bush, but Reagan. So we're coming out of a whole decade of Republican policy, racism. You got the, um, oh, what's that man's name? Uh, George Bush. There was a guy when George Bush was running for president. His name was Willie something. And he he went to this whole uh, war on crime thing and using this black man's image as a reason to do it. I can't remember what the man's name is, but it helped him win the presidency over Michael Dukakis. I remember that vividly when I was a kid. Then you have what happened in L.A. Now, you got to remember what happened in L.A. wasn't new. That's something that had been going on in L.A. for a long time. You talking about Rodney King? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just and it wasn't just what? going on in L.A. It's just a simple fact that L.A. residents, because of the active, how active people are in L.A., they was willing to stand up and do something about it and say something about it. Well, I should say not just say something about it, but fight back. That had never been seen in modern television. We haven't been seeing that. Well, you got to also remember this, too. And I put on I learned a lot of this recently from a lot of work and research. I've been doing on other stuff. But there was a conversation happening in community in, in the community already about these police like this was a common like people were saying that it was so common and yeah. so pervasive the people saw it all the time people getting beat by the police all the time and they weren't just be- and the, this is the thing that i found out too it, they weren't just beating grown men no it was beating children children and women yeah like like it was it was that pervasive. And one of the shows that I did, we worked with a we did a show with a former police LAPD officer here in LA and uh, a black LAPD officer from he worked during the uprising, right? Yeah, yeah. There was two things I learned in that interview. One, he said they don't they don't mind those riots. Yeah, they don't mind riots. They don't mind uh, protests. They don't mind marches. They don't mind uprisings. They don't mind none of that shit because they get paid overtime. They get paid. They make money. They like that because that's that's money. Right. They're getting a bunch of extra money. So when they burning stuff down, they don't care. It ain't they shit. Yeah. They fact they getting paid so much money, they can go to their house and get a jacuzzi. Yeah. So they 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 fuck with all of it. It don't don't care what they don't care what we call it. (laughs) You know, like that like the when the Lakers won and they had like a riot out in downtown. You know, they they make money off of that shit. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, that was one thing. The second thing was he said when he first heard of the beating of Rodney King, he had saw it on the, he had, he was in, he was at work and then he heard about it. He was like, oh wow, that's crazy. It wasn't to him. It was like, you know, oh shit, that's, that's just what it is. Then when he saw the video, he said on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst, that was like a three right? of what he has witnessed yeah. While being an officer on the police force, he said that he said that was a three. They were like love taps. His exact words. I saw a video um, on Kev Kev Mac videos. Uh, everybody that knows who Kev Mac is, he's a gang historian. Um, and Kev Mac talked about how when he was an active gang member, he said the police will beat your ass, handcuff you, leave you handcuffed, and take you to your enemy's neighborhood 
and, and get drop on you the, off. Drop you off and get on the bullhorn and tell him, hey, we got such and such from Rolling 60s over here. He said, See, I but didn't most know about of, the bullhorn. Yeah. He said, but the thing was is that the police whooped everybody ass. And it was never, it was, you didn't really hear too many situations about, you know, they would feast on you, the opposite, the rival gangs. He said, even the Mexicans would have your back and take you to the hospital because they was whooping their ass too. So everybody had this animosity towards the LAPD, the the, the LA County Sheriff, you know, all of them, Firestone Sheriff, all of them. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny you say that because T and I just uh, did a podcast on some show. I forgot what it was called. A guy named Josh Olson and his co-host Dave something. He's two white guys. Um, They brought us on to talk about the West Wing because apparently, because one day we did like a show on calling about the West Wing. West Wing. Uh-huh. And I had never seen the show. I've never seen it. <laughs> and I said on the show, I said, I don't know anybody who watches this show, but apparently it, has, it was one of the biggest shows at that time, yeah. uh, which is early 2000s. Right. Nobody I know ever watched it. And none of the no. black, no, no black person I know has ever watched that show. Um, anyway, so we one of the things they asked us to do was watch a particular episode. Now, T eventually watched the show. Uh, I tried to watch it. That shit's boring as hell. But there was one episode they wanted us to comment on. It's such a ridiculous ridiculous show it's an Aaron Sorkin show it's like some white liberal bullshit but they have this episode where they script out a storyline where this is the last season so the the guy that's running for president is a Latino guy he's apparently I found out on this show that he was written he was inspired by Barack Obama because okay. he had just given that democratic that speech at the Democratic National Convention that made him all popular okay. so they wrote a character based off of him a Latino guy and in the story <laughs> so so fucking dumb. Uh, clearly, this is written by white people. In the story, there's a situation where a black kid gets shot by a Latino cop. There's so many ridiculous elements of this story, but I'm going to cut it short. In the story, the concern was, how was this Latino presidential candidate going to address the situation at a time when there's so much black and Latino heat? Like, we're mm. beefing with each other at this time. This is, in real life, it was sort of the tail end of it because this is like 2005. Okay. But it was still happening, you know? Um, but in the story, the main concern, this Latino guy, how is he going to address the situation? Because if he goes hard on the cop, the Latinos were going to get upset. And I said, that doesn't sound realistic Mm because Latinos don't like cops either. They don't like cops either. (laughs) It's not even, it doesn't even make sense. (laughs) They don't like the LAPD either. No, No. like the the Mexican and Latino community don't fuck with the fucking LAPD. Hell no. So when you say that story about, um, what was his name again? Kevin Mack. Kev Mack, when yeah. you say that story about what Kev Mack said about how even the Mexican gangs would take you to the hospital because they didn't fuck with the police either, that sounds re- that sounds more realistic than what the yeah. fuck I saw on this show. Because that, so there were all and the funniest part about that whole thing, all this concern they had about you know with how the Latino community was going to react because they wanted they needed the black votes, so they couldn't piss off the black people either. All this this entire time, this Latino guy is married to a white woman. Oh please, right. But they worried about this cop situation. I'm thinking to myself, I find that he's married to a white woman would seem more likely to take away votes than this shit. Um, the whole thing was, I didn't even get into the details of how ridiculous this episode was. Like, it was so ridiculous. But either way, nobody fucks with the police. So that's how you can tell the difference between someone who understands L.A. and what it really is and what it's really like, such as Kev Mack. Versus yeah. a bunch of white people in Hollywood just writing some shit. So imagine you from some other place and you watching that shit 
you really think that's how the the beef, the black and Latino beef really works out here. Yeah. And the reason yeah. why I know they think that, because I be on Twitter sometimes, and shit that they be saying sometimes about what Latinos do out here. I mean, yeah. you're not even from out here. You don't know what yeah. the fuck you're talking about. you just saying we, shit. Well, it's just one of those things where what they did in that show is they painted Latinos as white people. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Because only white people would think like that because the Latino population in L.A. County, I mean, going all the way back, I mean, there's documentaries about what there's the a whole city. thing called the Zoot Suit Riot. Well, there's, there's a Zoot Suit Riot, and then there's the whole story of what happened when they built Chavez Ravine. You know what I'm saying? The Dodger right. Stadium. Right. You know oh, yeah. And there's that. You know what I mean? So it's there's like, a bunch of shit. Yeah. I'll oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just to be clear, the Zoot Suit Riot, the, the police, when they came out to, because I think it was like white sailors, it's a white person. Yeah, it was. Fucking with them. Well, the police came out, they wasn't, who do you, who do you think they arrested? They, yeah, exactly. There's all the Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Chicanos. The term at the yeah, time they was were, the they, Yeah, back then they were called Chicanos. Yeah. So it's, it's just a, it's just a heavy, it's some heavy game. And, and you know, and this is what I be talking about when I talk about Kendrick. It's like Kendrick is the embodiment of all of that. Like it's almost like with Nipsey, like they were the embodiment of all of these things that has happened because they are LA. For Kendrick, it's Compton, but I get what you mean. It's 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 LA. It's LA County. Well, it's LA. Yeah, it's LA County. But you know, it's the LA, you know, South Central and Compton is not the same. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you look at like the way we used to think Tupac was repping, people really thought Tupac repped LA like that. And I'm like, mm, he got on in LA with Death Row Records. But when you're talking about LA, when you listen to Nipsey, that's LA. You well, know what I'm saying? Mexicans in LA love Tupac, just to be clear. Like well, no, no, no. I mean, God to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know, and I know a lot of, and a lot of black people love Tupac. You know, yeah, yeah. We all love him out here. I love yeah. Tupac. Yeah, but it's just different. It's just different when you hear it coming out of Kendrick's voice and coming out of uh, out of um, glasses, glasses Malone, another one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They when they talking about LA and rapping about LA, even Ice Cube, that's LA. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, I think it's kind of hard for people to accept that. From Kendrick, because you wouldn't, you not, ex, you're not accepting that. But what pissed me off about it was, I was like, man, you know, we sit here and we listen to people bitch and moan and complain about how bad music is and how all the music is trash. And then when this brother puts music out, now you complain because he's not that deep and he's just yeah, deep he, yeah. surface level people. But, but what's so funny about the person? All who, that bullshit for the last five years. So what the, the fuck? The funniest thing about the person who said that, me and him got into an argument. And he's not a bad guy, so I'm not gonna put his name out there. No, he's stupid, but he's not but, a bad guy. No, nah, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He but he he says some ridiculous shit way too often. For, and, for attention, yeah. <laughs> and we got into an argument about uh what's that lady's name? Kamala Harris, yeah. our vice president. <laughs> that lady. Yeah, yeah that lady. <laughs> no, you said it right. <laughs> that lady. Uh that lady, Kamala Harris, and you know, her policy that stupid ass letter she bragged about threatening parents with incarceration for struggling with their children because they weren't going to school or whatever the situation was, right? And he said, you know, we got into this whole discussion about it. And he was saying, I was saying that was a terrible thing. So I don't see why that was so bad. He said, is it better that kids don't get an education? And oh it's my better God, he misses the point on purpose. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the problem. I said, incarcerating their parent doesn't make them do better in school. Right. It doesn't make them somehow mad as well. They'll go to school. Yeah, they'll probably go to school and be depressed. Who does that help? Like, what are you talking about? One of the most traumatic, horrible, horrific things you can do. I even show statistics and numbers and all the things showing that that's one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a child and how those children who end up in foster care and those children who end up with a parent incarcerated are more likely to have 
uh, all types of health issues, all types of psychological issues, they're walking to themselves, end up incarcerated. You know, he he just couldn't understand that. But he kept arguing this point. Well, is it better to let the kids not read or whatever the fuck he was talking about? He's like, So he's a contrarian on purpose. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? And I have a thing about people. I mean, we ain't going to get into all that a diatribe on that, but I have a thing about people that behave that way. Um, I, I, think, I think they're stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, I do. Especially when it's a grown ass men, grown ass men. Like I have this thing, me and Mario talk about this when it comes to men, like, and I'm not trying to make it a gender thing or nothing like that, but we from the hood and this is how we talk. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to this, man, cut that shit out and quit playing games. You yeah. guys sit on fucking the internet all fucking day playing. Stop playing. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just ridiculous, dude. You play too fucking much. You know, you know those people back in the day be like, man, you play too much. Stop. He's yeah. one of them dudes. So it's almost like he, you know, now I remember who the dude is because yeah, I remember. So he's just doing stuff on purpose just to be doing it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes I remember I told you I just stopped looking at that thread because I was just saw yeah. what was but now was, just I, mean, I saw who it was and what was happening. I was like, you know. I'm going to just stop looking at this thread because this is it's, this is going to go nowhere. It's a bunch of people who think they're smarter yeah, than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, their yeah. opinion is somehow supreme and they're going to say that they like some weirdo that nobody understands and somehow right. they're smarter. <laughs> exactly. I just they're know gonna, how I... Name some listen, rapper that nobody knows but them. I've had my feel of hip-hop spaces, even here in L.A. Like, that's how I know people don't understand L.A. because we got a big hip-hop nerd culture and them niggas get on my nerves too. So, <laughs> I don't know... You know, people really just don't. I respect the hip hop nerds because they actually know hip hop. But those type of people that we're talking about, they're just fucking idiots. Well, 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 I'll say this. Sometimes you get the hip hop nerds or music nerds that are just condescending assholes. And they think they know everything. Yes. Most of the time they're white. Yes. Not yes. A lot of them are white. And I met those people in college. However, then you have the black people who want to be like those white people. Yeah. And they're it's just so it's just like in uh, any other space you got those type of Negroes you know they get into hip hop because they want to get closer to their blackness but they hang out with all the white hip hop heads yeah so they essentially take on these arrogant ridiculous they know a bunch of un, a stupid facts that nobody knows or cares about um and they want to argue with you but they they love arguing with women yes um so God forbid somebody t- says to them oh no she's a hip hop head oh then they gotta try to test you on all types they of hip hop trivia they gotta prove to you that you ain't yeah <clears throat> well right. name all ten members of the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> nigga, I don't know. I, I don't know the ones I listen to. Yeah. I don't know all these other niggas. I don't, I don't listen to them. I don't listen I don't to Madonna. Yeah, I don't listen to Capadonna, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Put that know. ghost face on and shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just ridiculous. And I just I was saying because I would think that like that was like my college days. Cause I was I was in those spaces here in LA. And it was so crazy because you be in these spaces and you got some ignorant guy. Funny enough, New Yorkers never did that shit. New yeah. Yorkers just kind of just figure everybody. In fact, they just assume everybody looks to hip hop the way. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> they, they have like they were cool, but out here for some reason, you got these guys that live from the valley trying to tell you about hip hop culture. Um, and talk about what's real hip hop. This is real hip hop. This guy yeah. named Bus Driver who raps about nothing and raps over it's classical name music. Bus Driver. <laughs> this nigga's name really is Bus Driver. I'm not even want to hear that shit. <laughs> Have you heard of Bus Driver? Hell no, <laughs> nigga. I'm gonna send you some bus. Fucking Listen, Bus Driver. Is I will like send. He in? he was huge. I want to say he was a part of that freestyle fellowship. Um, Lord. he wasn't like some of them were good. Like Medusa's good. There's some, some really good ones, but he just was not. If he if he was one of them, he might have been after. He wasn't the goods though. Nah, bus driver, American rapper. You can Google it. It's uh, just one I, word. I, I believe driver. it. I believe it. I believe. I remember bus stop. 
he, a rapper okay, named Bus Stop. He's collaborated with rappers such as of oh, these names you'll understand. Micah Nine, Milo, okay. yeah. No Can Do. Yeah. He used to win them look he used to win those scribble jam championships and shit. Oh yeah. No can that's, do. It's that that's the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Open yeah. Mike Eagle, Two Mex, yeah. and yeah. Radio and Active. So those are the so Two Mex is definitely a part of that Project Blow Freestyle Fellowship. Uh, yeah, I think Open Mike Eagle is it Open Mike Eagle down might, with um, Fonte or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah, I think Open Mike Eagle is part of that whole space too. But yeah, yeah. so Bus Driver, he's considered abstract hip hop. So he has this one song that was, I wouldn't say it was a big hit because it wasn't, but it was a hit in the. <laughs> he said, well, I'm not going to say it was a big hit because it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this one song that a lot of people fuck with um very heavily i don't know why but it's like he raps over this cast classical song i'm sure it's on youtube because it was a big yeah. thing in the space but you know anyway they, they, they like listen to that guy that's the kind of shit you'd be arguing with like these la hip-hop nerds about yeah bro i don't want to hear that bro you put the you, you don't get no no love in my car if you put that on the ox core bro like we might get <laughs> i'm gonna put your ass out we might fight we're not I'm doing trying to find this shit though that's just ridiculous. But I mean, you know, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I understand that people, Kendrick is a polarizing figure. I mean, it's his last album on TDE. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a Nipsey uh, feature on there. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, I, it's, it's not going to be, it ain't going to be everybody's cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that there's going to be a lot of people that just can't help themselves because they just feel like it's just not right that it's him. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I tell people this all the time. When I first started hearing about TDE, I wasn't hearing about Kendrick. I was hearing about Absol and J-Rock. Them was the two that was supposed to pop. Absol and J-Rock. Kendrick was like third. You know what I'm saying? They used to do a lot of secret shows. They would come up here to Portland, do secret shows, and it would be uh, Big Crit, Kendrick, Absol, a couple other rappers. These secret shows. You know what I'm saying? But Kendrick wasn't the one people was coming to see. They was coming to see Absol, Big, especially Big Crit back then. Big Crit, you know yeah, I see. But Absol, that seems so random to me. It was actually, very random. Because actually, I, it's funny because I used to, I, I remember when I first heard of him, I would listen to some of his mixtapes. Uh, Long-Term Mentality 2, I think was the first one I listened to. Yeah. And some other shit. And I liked him at the time. Yeah. But then I heard, you know, but as, of course, they've gotten better. And I try to go back and listen to that shit. That shit is terrible. It didn't age well. At all, it was ter- Listen, it's just bad. Yeah, even so, his uh, albums, they just don't <laughs> age well. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I think Control System is still really good. Um, mm. I think actually, I think that's probably one of the best projects he's ever done. But when I listen to like his mixtapes, like they were just really corny, really yeah. bad, very much what you would expect from a nigga from Carson. <laughs> well, that's where he's from. Ain't he from Carson? <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. But I'm saying, like, it just wasn't that good. But I think control system is actually really good. Now, last days or these days, whatever that shit's called, it's just terrible. Yeah, just he just his music just when it took a downturn, and it just seems like you know I know that they it was some issues with J Rock the way they were pushing him, it just didn't work out the way they thought it would. And his second album, the last one, just came out. That one motherfucker's dope. You know well, what I'm, I'm gonna That's- tell you what I think about J Rock. I think the thing about J Rock is he is very much uh, the taste of of west coast i I just think he's just too la yeah yeah. you know what i mean i don't think he has that crossover i don't even i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think nip did either musically in the way that um because i just think they just sounded so la and i fuck with both of them heavy i think the songs that did blow up by either of them are great songs 
Um, especially J Rock. I, I love J Rock, but mm. I think the problem is that I don't think he. I don't. Not that I, I don't think they make great music. I think they struggle with translating outside of certain. Yeah, how do you translate Watts to the masses? I mean, has there anybody? Nobody's come out of Watts, right? But while being so Watts, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I, and, and and he doesn't make party music, so it's not like no. YG. YG makes party music, yes. so all, so yes. nobody gives a fuck where you from. He just, it just sounds like West Coast. It sounds like and he party doesn't. Music. And, and YG don't even come across like Compton. You know what I mean? He comes yeah. across as a party dude that you know, kind of like DJ Quick. DJ Quick does not come across as Compton. Right. We just he, but, but, he says Compton a lot. He does. He says we a know lot. he's from yeah. Compton. We yeah. he he shows love to is where he's from. But yeah. you're right. I think he's party music. Yeah. Um. And, and that, that doesn't take away from you know DJ Quick as a lyricist or a producer because oh, you know no. we respect him like you're a motherfucker. You know, yeah. definitely one of the greatest. Um. But <clears throat> I think that with J Rock, I think he talks so he his perspectives, and I think what he talks about, I just think it doesn't relate to everybody outside of certain spaces. Yeah. Um. So it's not so it's not just that he sounds LA. I just think it's he's his music is so much more relatable to certain types of people in certain types of communities who grew up seeing certain types of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um also I just think some people just don't like his voice. No. They just don't like his voice. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean really. I think there are people out, like people I think people out here who I know that don't really care for his music. I think they just don't like his voice or his style. You yeah. know, he doesn't have a mainstream type of style. Yeah. Um I, I fuck with him though. He, I think he has a good business sense. I think he's, you know, he's one of the first people I ever. In fact, I think he was the very first rapper I ever interviewed. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, the very first rapper I ever interviewed, and he was amazing. He was amazing. I loved him. People tried to shit on him because he, <laughs> he definitely from Watts and yeah, L.A. people. I don't want to get in all that. It, it, it's just, it's, it's is it more. Is it so? It's the East Side, West Side. I was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. So you talking about niggas from the West Side? You know what I'm saying? Was shitting on him because I know how there's, there's a you rivalry know exactly. between the West Side and the East Side. Yeah, and when we say we have West Side, East, I mean West Side of South Central, not West right. LA. It's a different right. area, but like, yeah. So West Side of South Central is like Crenshaw. That's Nip and all that. East Side right. of South Central, Watts. Um, who else is on the East Side? I guess the best people that people would know would be just Watts, people from Watts. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the East Side of Compass is more than Watts, but Watts people are a very unique, <laughs> it's a very unique part of South Central. High, one of the it's most a little more hood. Parts. little more, the East Side is a little more hood. I always say it's one of the most neglected parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> that way I put the onus on the politicians. Right, yeah. We're not going to little... shit on the people, you know? It's a little more hood over there. <laughs> Just saying, just saying. The East Side is a little bit more hood. It is. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward. I think the album comes out this Friday. Yeah, what'd you think of the video? I thought it was great. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of people that was overanalyzing, trying to figure out what it was he was talking about, according to the faces. And you had OJ, you had Will Smith, you had Kanye, Jussie Smollett, Nipsey, and Kobe. I think some people also overthink shit. They really do. So I think they'd be like, he's not that deep. Because I think they're the ones overthinking it. You know, it's funny <laughs> you said that because I saw somebody, they were talking about an interview that Jordan Peele did. And uh, there was a part in the movie Get Out where the girl is like picking out the Fruit Loops in the bowl. And people were like, oh, that means that she's, uh, you know, finding out how to pick out all the black dudes or some shit they said. What? And Jordan Peele was like, nah, I just thought she should do it because it looked weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you know a lot of people are going to be putting some extras on stuff and you know 
That's yeah, people do. people do that. They just be extra. Yeah, I expect it. You know what I mean? Especially like, with an artist like Kendrick. Right. Exactly. I think people also I think the so I think that's the other thing. The other side of the coin is you get these annoying ass people who want to overthink it and make it out like it's deeper than it is. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I think Kendrick has depth. I just don't think he's overthinking it as much as everybody else is. Right. Right. You know, so I, I give him his credit because I respect Kendrick and I respect his talent. I mean, I think he's immensely lyrically very talented. I think he does something lyrically that a lot of people can't do, which is tell a story in multisyllabic rhyme scheme very quickly. Yes, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Yes. And still makes sense. And I, although I do think it goes over people's heads sometimes, I think people don't always understand the lyrics because what he does, he does this thing a lot where he, rephrases or reframes how mm-hmm. we would say it in a sentence like in mm-hmm. a conversation and then he says sometimes he says shit backwards like so yeah so i think and by that i mean like the story sometimes he'll just it's hard to explain but linguistically he, he changes up the order in which normally a person would talk yeah. so i think sometimes it throws people off and he's not throwing people, it's not a technique he invented or anything i just think he does no, it a lot he just does it really well <laughs> and very well but he does, does, he does it, very it a well. lot yeah i always call him the the um he's like the um He's like the eyes and ears of what's going on in the hood when you're a kid that wasn't outside, like what we call, quote unquote, outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was outside. But there was always that kid. Like, I remember this kid named Kevin. Um, Kevin, I'm 40. Kevin should be probably now. He should probably be about 32. You know what I'm saying? And he works at the grocery store. He's been working at this grocery store for years. Right. And uh, every time I see him, he always reminds he always tells me it's something that happened when he was like 10 and I was like 16, 17, I don't remember it. You know what I mean? But he was the eyes and ears and he saw everything. He saw it from his window. And that's what I, that's what Kendrick reminds me of. He can talk mm. about Compton and life in Compton, you know, and he's from the East side of Compton, I believe. So he can talk about what's going on with all the pyrus, even though he wasn't involved. He had nothing to do I, with gang life. I get what you mean. You know but what I, I mean? I think, and I think there's that, I think he, I think you, kind of raise a very good image because he's more like the in-between. He's the storyteller because yeah. he's the kid in the window or he's the kid that don't go no further. Remember in the why he don't go don't no, go further, no further. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm sure just because how LA is, you know, you end up in, like, like, like Good Kid Matt City pretty much displays, which is because you're still in the community, you just end up in some dumb shit. You end up in some <laughs> dumb shit. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know? His um, friends is gangbanging, but he don't. And you what s- happens? You're going to hear about one of your friends getting killed. Or exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Or you end up getting caught up in some shit because somebody asked your them. friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You messing with them. Right. Or you just dating a girl who's family bang. Yep. Yep. Literally. <laughs> Shireen. That's, that's, that's how uh, that's how Watts Homie Kwan's videos be. He's so, dating the girlfriend and her dad is an OG from just got oh, out the pen. Oh, there we go. You know? <laughs> so so um, he funny too. I like his videos. <laughs> I like um, him. But it's funny, but it's funny because I think you really only get it if you're from LA. That's really why yeah, I think it's yeah. funny. Um, but it's um it's the way that you kind of like even how you explained it, like how he's the kid, he's the observer. But I think then there's those of us who I would say like me, where I wasn't in none of that shit. I right, was just right. I would end up in dumb shit just because I went to school with some of these people, you know. I'm right. I'm, I'm the dummy who's just, oh, you wanna go like we're gonna catch the bus and go over this go to so and so house. Okay. And I'm like, okay, let's let's all work with my friends. We're not gonna go. And you go over and you and my dumb it. ass in some hood shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass end up in the low bottoms somewhere. <laughs> my my ass is really like in the fucking shit. projects, like literally yeah. in the projects. 
Right. And um, and I'm just uh, uncomfortable as a motherfucker with Rod because I'm the I'm you know we in high school and shit, high school girls. But that's where they live. But listen, I didn't understand certain things, so I would be in spaces I really shouldn't have been in. Not, and I'm not saying the projects in itself, because I was in the projects plenty of times. Yeah. But being around certain niggas. In the projects. What, you get what I'm saying? I don't think all of our listeners, because we have listeners, all types of listeners. So y'all don't really understand what I say when I say that. But but you end up in some real <clears throat> not situations. safe situations yeah. for people that aren't of that life. And I yeah. was not of that life. Yeah. I'm just hanging around my homies from school. Right. Because <laughs> it's right. school, you know, because it's hard to always tell in school because you just, they seem like regular kids like you. Then you find out they daddy run a whole fucking block. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's not, that's a true story, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so, you know, you just, because you'd be surprised. A lot of times their kids are like, you know, they had no honors program with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of these kids, they smart as hell. They brother just happened to be a gang member. Yeah. And when you go over their house, their brother is there, his homies is there, and then you in the project. So then there's this going on over here, that going on over there. They live there. This is where they live. You know what I'm saying? You don't really get any, you don't really get any control over your environment in certain certain parts of LA. You really don't have any control of your environment. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two be good <laughs>